we have a responsibility when we have children. We're we're creating a legacy. We're raising the next generation. Humans, the yeah. next generation. So we all have a responsibility to be role models. And no one's perfect, but it's how what kind of role model do you want to be? Welcome, friends. We are your hosts, Sandy and Wade, baby best friends turned husband and wife and business partners. This podcast is for the dreamers, the movers and shakers, and those who seek to attract their dream life. Strap in, getting magnetic in three, two, one. Like attracts like. If you see it in your mind, you can hold it in your hand. You just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. And then from that point, the universe is going to get out your way. This moment in time, this is your time to rise. Welcome to the final episode of our May series on health. All right. So, you know, we like to start these episodes with an A block, which is kind of like a life update or wherever we're at. So at the time of this recording and also at the time of you listening, because I'm literally recording the day before, I am nine months pregnant. (laughs) I am on day 70 of 75 hard. So I'm almost there. And it's going really well, but the end of pregnancy and committing to this mental toughness challenge, it's a lot. I'm so proud of you. It's a lot. Watching you do it all. Yeah. Like, it's just, there's a lot of pressure in my body. Like, I'm just being fully honest. It feels like my vagina is going to bottom out most times of the day. Just heavy, heavy, heavy. And with the 75 hard program, you know, you're required to do a ton of stuff every day. It's like two 45-minute workouts every day. One of them has to be outdoors. Uh, read 10 pages of a personal development book, which has been my favorite part of the challenge because I've crushed six books in the past six 70 days. Mm-hmm. Drink a gallon of water every day, um, which is really hard pregnant, let me tell you. I mean, I already wake up like four <laughs> to six times a night to pee, and it's just... Oh, the amount of peeing. Hey, yeah. it's good, though. Um, what else? It's a progress picture every day. It's follow a diet of your choosing, but no alcohol, no cheat meals, all that stuff. That part's actually super easy for me because we already eat really clean. Um, but yesterday I was doing my second 45 minute workout and I was like, yes, I'm almost done. I was 28 minutes in and I got hit. Like (laughs) I got hit. I was like, Oh my God, I need a bathroom right now. Like, you know, like urgent when you're like, I have to go number two. So I had to freaking end the workout because if you step inside, like obviously I wasn't going to take a crap on my lawn in the backyard. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I guess I have to go inside. So I had to break the 45 minute workout to go take care of business. (laughs) And then I was like, damn, I only had like 17 minutes left. So then I had to restart another 45 minute workout later. And it was actually funny, which was us walking to the pool with our friends. And then we got there and they're like, we have to check in inside. And I'm like, oh my God. And we were 25 minutes in. So then I had to break it again. So I was like, oh my God, third time's a charm. So I finally got it done. But there's like things that just come up with this program where you have to pivot and you have to be like, okay, this was not part of the plan. This is not what I thought, but it's all about like sticking it through. Cause it's easy to be like, oh, I'll still count it or no one will ever find out. No, it's all about integrity. Mm -hmm. We're huge on integrity, right? Mm -hmm. So anyway, I am very excited for this 75 hard to be done in five days and um, to be meeting our baby shortly after that. Oh my gosh. Like, I'm just amazed by you, Superwoman. Doing 75 hard, leading up to having a baby and you're literally nine months pregnant. And I will say I've seen with my own eyes, I think it has benefited you a lot, even though it hasn't been easy, just as far as 
the movement, the mindset, the discipline, of course, it's been hard, but it's been really inspiring to watch you do it. Um, And that leads us into our final episode of this health series. And Mm -hmm. I think we wanted to, we were talking, you know, about this episode and we kind of wanted to hit everyone right in between their eyes in the sense of, we've heard this quote most likely, but for any of you who have kids or plan to ever, we all say we would die for our kids, right? We do anything for them, but would we live for them? And I think health is a big part of that. How do we show up? Are we energized and vital every day? Are we a model of what a healthy, happy human being looks like driven by purpose and all the things? Or are we just preaching to our kids? Are we telling them and saying to them that believe in yourself, eat the right things, do this, do that exercise, go outside. Are we showing it? Are yeah, we are modeling like it? A total hypocrite. Yeah. Or like, cause they're, we've all heard like more is caught than taught. They're going to watch what we do, not listen to what we say. And so to recap this series, we started with the four core pillars of health and that being, you know, good nutrition, exercise or movement, sleep, and, you know, mental health or stress relief. Mm-hmm. Um, we went into, what was the next cellular one? Cellular cleansing. Cellular cleansing um, and how to cleanse yourself from the inside out. We went into detoxing your life beyond nutrition. Like products, cutting off home, the news. people, mindset. Yeah, people, what are you reading? All the things. And then we went into postpartum nutrition with with the founders of Mama Meals, Eric and Holly. That was a really good And one. this is all good stuff. And it's all kind of building that foundation and leading up to this final episode of would you live for your kids? Because when I think about our daughter, Cameron, who's 18 months now, and the baby in your belly who's about to pop out, it's like, I want to enjoy every day with them at my fullest, best self, best energy. And a big part of that is all my healthy habits. But I also want to enjoy the days for a very long time and enjoy being healthy and able to play with them and be active and do all the things for a very long time. Like I want to be active into my nineties. I want to live into my hundreds. I know we've talked about that. when I say me, I say, I mean, we, but that's a huge part of it. And it comes back to our habits each and every day. What do we decide to put in our bodies? Do we decide to move our bodies? What do we do for our mental health? Are we sleeping right? Do we have that sense of purpose? All the things. And I know we were talking about the blue zone too, but how do you think about that? Like I die for my kids, but will I live for them? Like, what does that mean to you? Just like, again, back to integrity, like really being mindful of how you live and how you show up and the example that you're setting, like, it's not about what you say, it's about what you do. And they watch everything that you do, right? Our daughter's 18 months old and she already like does cute little things where I'm like, oh my God, she's like copying what she sees us do. She drinks our greens in the morning. Yes, (laughs) she she does. Shake, shake. Yep. (laughs) Um, but I think what comes up for me, actually, one of our mentors, Cecilia Stoll, I remember her speaking on stage and doing this incredible training one time. And she talked about how one of the most selfish things you can do is expect your kids to take care of you in old age. And like, Mm. I was like, whoa. And I know that's like a cultural thing for some, like some cultures, like it's, you know, it's part of the culture to like, you know, you take care of your parents or your grandparents, or you would never, you know, move them into like, um, a care facility. Like you would just take care of them at home and you would take that on. Um, but I get what she's saying of like, to just, I don't know, let yourself go or expect like, Oh, well I took care of them in their young age. And then in my old age, like they're going to take care of me and it's going to come full circle. And it makes me think like full circle, like, being able to provide such a 
incredible example of like how to live that it creates this like pattern generationally where it like changes, it changes like history. Like it changes Mm -hmm. the way it's been in the past and it comes down to not just health and like nutrition, but like, I think goals too, and mindset, you know, like you don't just tell your kids like you can do anything and, you know, set your mind to whatever goal you want and you can do anything when you grow up and blah, blah, blah. Meanwhile, you're miserable in your job and you're in a toxic relationship or abusive relationship or you're abusing alcohol or blah, 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 blah. Like you have to show them and be the example. So they're not like mommy, daddy, like, why do you say that I can do these things, but you're not pursuing anything. Mm -hmm. So I think of health, like in so many different realms, in so many ways. And it's like, how do we be the, you know, we have a responsibility when we have children, we're, we're creating a legacy. We're raising the next generation, humans, the yeah. next generation. So we all have a responsibility to be role models and no one's perfect, but it's how, what kind of role model do you want to be? Because yeah, there's so much, especially in the children's imprint period, right? From zero to seven, they're just a sponge and they're consciously and subconsciously taking in everything they see that we do. And a lot of that forms their personality and who they grow up to be is those first seven years, especially. And environment, of course, like our genetic DNA code is a part of it, but environment is just as big a part of it. And so it's like, what type of healthy mindset are they going to have around health around food, around exercise, around money, around relationships, around work ethic, around discipline, anything around love, around self-love, around being tidy in the house, like all these things, right? We could go into a million different things, but like what, what type of role model do you want to be? And, and you would die for your kids, but would you live for them? Like we have a responsibility. They're watching us and you're going to, the, the life that you're living He's going to be the role model for your kids. This makes me need to call you out on the car thing we were talking about today because not call you out, but like, we're just going to have this. This is as if we're off the air, just having this conversation. So earlier today, Wade and I were on a walk and I was telling him like how much, um, like we just did this childbirth class over the weekend and how (laughs) Geneva, our midwife was saying like for a woman, a lot of times it feels like they need to feel safe before the baby will come. And by safe, it means that wall that's needed to be painted needs to be painted or that door that needs to be installed needs to be installed or that thing that needs to be clean needs to be clean. And I told Wade, I'm like, I feel like there's still a few things that need to be done before I fully feel like safe and can fully like just melt into like, okay, I'm ready for this baby to come. And he's like, okay, like what? I'm like, I don't know. Like our cars need to be washed. Like they're like really, there's crumbs everywhere. And ever since we moved to Colorado, we haven't washed them. It's been like six weeks. They're kind of I've dirty. washed both of our cars since we moved. Not the inside. Definitely not the inside. Um, But anyway, speaking of this example, I want our daughter to grow up and see, wow, mommy and daddy respect their personal belongings so much. And this is me calling ourselves out. We're not perfect of also being like, okay, yeah, they keep the house clean and we eat clean and blah, blah, blah. But like our car is a physical representation on our driveway for all of our neighbors to see. And I want that to be like a healthy example of how we respect our space and our belongings and our things for sure does that too for sure heard and that is your passion on your heart and whatever number up on that list that is of yours keeping our cars are pretty clean like it's not like we're hoarders if you looked in our car they're just a regular amount of wear and of tread of like you know 
little crumbs or you know, sand gets want, in the car or whatever. The lines. Oh, yeah, yeah. The you vacuum want the lines. lines. I know. And that's your priority. I know, but I'm and not nine months pregnant, so you need to go get it done. And it's over, not even in the top 20 in mine. So you need to respect that too. Like I want a nice car and I want it to look clean and look good. But if Cam also plays beep beep every day in her car and is putting fingerprints on my windshield and all the things, mm-hmm. and I'm just not going to spend the time or money to get my car detailed like every day or every three days or every week. Now I hear you and it could use a vacuum just to be like perfectly the lines clean. Now what Geneva was also saying, I think there was selective hearing. She asked all the moms what would make them feel safe. If that wall got painted, if this got done, if that got done, and then where she brought it full circle is like, yes, and that's valid feelings. But also let's work on like, would the baby be safe? And would you have peace even if the wall wasn't painted gray? And like she brought that back too. So it was this balance of both anyways. But what Sandy was saying was it's more than right. It's, you know, none of us are perfect, but it's an example is like how, what, what kind of car do you have? I mean, what, what, what does your office or bedroom look like? If it's all messy, probably mess. There's a mess inside your mind or your heart too. And so it's kind of everything. And one thing I know we were looking at that really resonated with us was this concept of, you know, longevity, right? Are we going to be around for a long time for our kids? And there's a study on these balloons where the most centenarians, where the most hundred plus year olds are and in, the world, right? in the world. And it's like Japan has a couple, Greece, Italy. I think there's one place in the US actually, let me look it up quick. But anyways, it's like Loma Linda, California. Yeah. Okinawa, Japan, Sardinia, Italy, Icaria, Greece, and Nicoya, Costa Rica. So these are where people live the longest, the most hundred plus plus year olds. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. So then they studied the cultures and the environments and the people and the hundred year olds, especially, and started to look at all the patterns. And they found these nine, like the power nine healthy principles to live a long, fruitful, healthy life and live a long time. Um, So not only living to a hundred, but living to a hundred healthy and the body will age and the mind will age, of course, but how do we do that? And so uh, let's run through these nine things quick and just share, you know, we're not perfect, but how do we think about each? But number one, relevant as you're finishing 75 hard, but making movement a natural part of your day. And I think, of course, I go to CrossFit a lot, but that's not, not even what that means, right? If like strenuous exercise, it's like, we went on. so that's just movement, right? Where it's walks. And I think walks are actually better for longevity than a hit class or CrossFit or anything. Um, so how are you moving? I mean, how do you move? How do you exercise? Getting your heart rate up sometimes is really good for your health, but you know, getting outside and getting movement in think about kids, they're just playing all day and running around and moving around. And they're like, you see them sitting in the bottom of a squat for minutes and you're like, wow, mobility is amazing. So how do we model that? What's number two? You want to do too? Knowing your sense of purpose. Mm. I feel like that's huge. Huge. When I've had seasons of my life where I felt purposeless, it's like so draining and Soul sad draining. and depressing. Yeah. So Mental knowing health. like why you're here and it's okay if you don't know why, or if you feel like a little bit directionless, but it is being on that seeking of finding like, okay, what is my purpose? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's at the very least that pursuit. Some people are blessed where they at this point in time right now today know their purpose and they're living in it. And that doesn't mean their life is way better or easier, but it, it, there's a soul fulfillment there, but three prioritizing stress relief. We know that one, the less stress on your body, 
throughout life and in your mind and on your heart, the better. Stress makes us strong. We have quiet time. We connect. Like, how do you think about stress relief? Anything you do in particular? Yeah. I think it's being, for me, a big part of it is being intentional about like my days. Like when I'm have no idea what's coming next, it's just stressful. I like looking at my, you know, like on Sunday, I like looking at the week and Mm -hmm. then the night before I like looking at the day before to manage stress and know like, okay, you're doing this. I'm doing that. Okay. This is how, like, I just like to know the flow of all different parts of our lives. There's so many things to manage in the household, in our businesses, as parents, as in a relationship, it's like, okay, let's make sure everything's like good and everything's kind of like accounted for. So there isn't like surprises or things that pop up. Cause then, I mean, I get stressed when I'm like, shit, I forgot I had this or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Peace, peace in your heart is priceless. Like there's money can't buy that. Number four is this is one I could definitely work on eating until you're about 80% full. So I know it, I've read, it takes at least like 20 or so minutes until you actually feel in America, just keep eating and we eat fast and until we're literally full before we can even digest everything. But that was an interesting one. Eat until you're about 80% full. Dude, I used to eat. Oh my God. I used to eat to the point where I had such bad stomach aches. Like being full was like the worst feeling. And I felt it after every time I ate. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the last time I moved. Like that's like the worst feeling to yeah. me. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You know, I've read studies too. As far as eating goes, 34 right now, we're pretty active. Actually, the less you have to digest in your lifetime and the less calories really you consume in your lifetime, that doesn't mean how I think about the better, the more there is to longevity and everything. So how I think about that is, of course, there's things we've all heard of fasting. Fast is great, but as you know, you just don't need as much. And the less you need to call on your digestive system to always be churning and burning and digesting the better because your body can go to fight off other things like bad, you know, things in your body that is just removing your toxins, all that stuff. Number five, eating a largely plant-based and vegetables and fruits, things from the legumes. Yeah. I know there's that, and there's a book blue zones, or you can Google it and look it up or there's, you know, podcasts and all sorts of stuff, but to get into the specifics, but yeah, largely plant-based and largely from the earth. Um, that doesn't mean no meat ever or no fish. I know a lot of these places, they eat fish, the Mediterranean, Costa Rica, Japan, um, but largely plant-based. So when you look at a plate, you know, 25% maybe protein and the rest should be should be plants from the earth. Um, number six, drinking. We all know alcohol is fun, but it's a toxin and there's a reason we have hangovers and so moderation in europe i know you know they have a bottle of wine at the dinner table they have a lot better relationship with alcohol than here in the u.s because we tend to drink more and binge more and it's mimosa brunch and it's going out to the bars and it's shots and all the things but you guys know that one drinking alcohol moderation better off seven is connecting with your community huge important to feel like you belong yeah and creating those connections and bonds and relationship building. Yeah. I think it's relationship. I mean, there's a reasons, there's a reason human things we like being together. It's a part of our soul's, you know, connection to each other and, and to earth is creating community and building community. So being connected to a community is a big, big part of human nature. Um, and so, you know, 
whether that's your church, whether it's your business, whether it's your team, whether it's your family, whether friend group, whatever that is, like find that community that really inspires you. Number eight, putting family first, whether biological or chosen. So having strong family connection, whether that's your biological family or chosen family, which are close friends and people in your your inner circle, but putting them first, really knowing and prioritizing that and always kind of coming from that place. I think that's huge. I think that's something we naturally do, but don't consciously necessarily think about every day. And the ninth one is choosing social circles that support healthy behaviors. Mm, so good. So good. You got anything else in this topic? I think that's kind of it. I hope that this whole series kind of like bubbled up some amazing takeaways and maybe sparked some great conversations at home or amongst, you know, conversations with loved ones. And maybe, maybe you already feel like you have all this dialed and you're like, I already like do a lot of this stuff. And it was great because it was, it's in alignment with how I think, um, which is awesome. Thank you for being on this journey with us. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think health is something that it, for us, it's like so common sense and ingrained in who we are. Like, I remember when we first talked about doing this series, I was like, so what do we say? Yeah, like, like, isn't thinking, it obvious? I'm like, yeah. doesn't everyone know this stuff? But I realized like most people don't know this stuff. Like, especially after our cellular cleansing episode. Oh my God. The amount of DMs I got of people being like, oh my gosh, like I learned so much, or I didn't know this about seed oils or blah, blah, blah. I didn't know about cellular cleansing or I never thought of, I got a ton of messages on the detox your life episode about like, I never thought of detoxing my life as like the people in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and like mindset stuff and how I realized like, wow, I have to give myself like a reset on my mindset. Um, so a lot of good conversations and feedback. Um, yeah. And we want to keep reading reviews from you guys. So please keep sharing our episodes. Um, if you haven't written a review, I think we have what, like over 400 reviews now, Something like that. but we have thousands of listens per week. So I'm like, there's a lot of you that haven't taken 35 <laughs> seconds to write a review. If you've ever smiled or laughed or cried listening to us, I think you owe us a review. Yeah. Let so us know. Go just slap it up there. Yeah. And to wrap it up, you know, we're here as a resource to, to you guys in, in health and wellness and beyond. I know we kind of talk about business and mindset and entrepreneurship and marriage and health and life and really living our best life, right? But if this series in health has inspired you or this episode to be like, gosh, it's it's time for me to level up in certain areas or maybe particularly my health. Sandy and I are a resource to you. If you have any questions or anything or you know, we of course have, have great programs we could coach you through, but we're here. We're health coaches as a part of what we do. So I want to encourage you to reach out. Instagram is probably the easiest. Our links are in um, the show notes, but reach out because you, when you feel good and you feel healthy, you just operate at this different energy level, this different frequency and everything in life starts to flourish more. I, I promise you that everything you're just a happier, honestly, better human being. And C block to wrap it up. It, one of my favorite quotes by Ed Milet, and it, it comes back to the beginning of this was he said, the most insidious form of child neglect is a parent not going after their dreams or not going after them, their highest self. And that's kind of where we started this episode with is that like, are you reaching for that higher version of you, the highest version of you in your health, in your mindset, in your business or wealth generation, in your impact? 
We talked about things like in your community or sense of purpose. Are you reaching for your sense of purpose? It doesn't even matter about necessarily the money. Are you reaching for that, that version of you that you're really proud of and your kids look up to as a role model? Um, so that's all we got for you today. I let's, let's chat next month. Should we, what's yeah, in store for next you? month? Let's give a sneak peek. Yeah. So June is really exciting. We have all the content batched, I think with the exception of one episode we still yeah. need to do. So I'm proud of us that we're like yeah, freaking ahead of it. Um, I'm trying to think what to title it. Like what would I call what we're doing here? Yeah. So this, June. yeah, in June. So in May was, was a health series in June, we're going to bounce back into business and we're really going to dive into what Sandy and I do day to day in our health and wellness network marketing business, because we've been getting a ton of questions lately and the way the world is shifting and shaping. So many people are looking for extra streams of income. So many people are looking to get connected to a health minded community. So many people, brands are using influencer and affiliate marketing. It's like 80% of brands now use some sort of affiliate marketing. Network marketing is, I believe, just a way better version of that for the individual. And We've been getting so many questions and comments and lots of things. So we were like, let's dive in. We're going to do an interview series where we're going to interview some people, some of our mentors. We're going to interview some people that we've personally coached um, to success. And But we're going to start like the first episode. Is oh, gonna, yeah. Is, is not an interview. It's you and me. Yes. The first episode is going to be just kind of like an overview of what we do because we do get a lot of questions. It'd be cool to share with you guys, the listeners, like from our perspective, how we think about what we do every day for work and yep. our kind of purpose and passion. And I think really this, this episode, this whole series will be for anybody, whether you're, you know, in our industry or not, or whether you think you're interested or not, it is really going to empower and highlight like how the ordinary person can really build something super extraordinary and really be able to design um, a life where you wake up every day and you get to design your day. Every day gets to look different. You have full autonomy and flexibility over your schedule. Like how many of you truly have that? I bet almost none of you, right? Like most people are tied to some sort of like time restriction or money constriction or something with their working situation or something where they would not literally be able to like go to the airport tomorrow and book a one-way flight somewhere with, I don't know when I'm coming back. Right. Like the, I mean, yeah, a very small percentage of the population. Yeah. But that. like you can like, Wade and I could do that. We're mm -hmm. not going to do that because we're having a baby in the next couple of weeks, <laughs> but like we live a lifestyle where we can do that. We can work from anywhere. We can do anything from anywhere. Nothing about our life would change regardless of location and, you know, being geographically tied to somewhere. So if you're intrigued about like, wow, how could I build something where I could be anywhere in the world and have total flexibility over my life and what my day looks like? Because if that is like remotely intriguing to you, you have to listen to what's coming. And we're not different than you. We're two ordinary people, but we had a vision for that life, for that life of flexibility and freedom and decide to go for it and decide to work for it. And, you know, years later, here we are, of course, it takes some time and tension and effort, but it can happen. It can happen for you and it can happen fast. And my biggest thing is Sandy and I don't have a job for anyone in what we do in network marketing, but what we do have is an opportunity. And even if you listen to keep it in your back pocket, because you never know in life, there's going to be a time in your life where this opportunity makes sense for you. It might be today might be a year from now. It might be 10 years from now, but whatever that is, like if the more, you know, the more you're aware, the more you have 
like an opportunity like this in your back pocket, the better. So our goal is to shed a light on that to empower people uh, to expand our impact and reach by helping you. And so we're excited for that one. Yeah. So we will see you next week on June 7th. Mm -hmm. And we're sending you lots of love. Lots of love. Only those that can see the invisible can do the impossible. So remember, you are magnetic. Magnetic.